What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What the fuck is up? Blake, the OG roommate, back on the podcast again. Little bonus episode coming at you. Few beers in, cause why the fuck not? Blake, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty fucking good right now. I know. I think we should do another shot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll hold off on that one. But we had to do at least one brief podcast, to say the least, of some roommate antics when we lived together. Um, we lived together for a while, just under a year. I left you a little early. Sorry about that one, buddy. Fuck. I know, I'm the worst. But we had some good-ass times, though. We had some ups and downs, some ebbs and flows. A fuck ton of stories came out of that apartment. One, two, eight, baby. One, two, eight. And oh, so man. I, I'm immediately going to berate you and force you to tell me your favorite story of whenever we lived together. Like the, the 11 months that we lived together, what's your go-to all-time favorite Blake and Carter story? Uh, see, for me, my favorite time with Carter when we lived together was probably like a period of time instead of just one moment. And it was right after he broke up with his ex. Bitch. Not you. Not her. You. You were the bitch for saying this. <laughs> I was about to say. No, not, not her. But you. was fucking for bringing this up. But that was a hell of a time. <laughs> I just remember days like waking up. It's like in the middle of all the COVID working from home situation and like Carter busts into my room with champagne and is trying to like pop bottles with a knife in my room at like seven in the morning. Uh, or just coming into my room at 2 p.m. talking about how much he fucking hates work right now, and we end up taking 12 whiskey shots, which that is still probably one of my... Oh, my God. Like, like that, the amount of whiskey, the Royal Crown. That's yes. what it was, right? The yes. vanilla Royal Crown. Well, we started off with a knockoff. I remember this, because we went to the, the liquor store, and the guy was like, you will like... It was a vanilla just knockoff crown. He was like, it's made in the same facility. And so we got it. And we fucking loved it. We drank the fuck out of that. It was like a gallon, and we killed it in like a week. Like, it was oh, unhealthy how much with we With the drank. picklebacks. With the picklebacks. Oh, my God. It, the amount of shots. Like, you would just pour, like, six shots and six picklebags and just go to town. It was so much fun. And it was funny because before that, actually, I hated whiskey for the longest time. And that whiskey brought me back to whiskey. And now I'm a big fan of it again. So I'm glad I'm, I'm finally back on the whiskey train. But holy shit, did we kill a lot of a lot of whiskey? I still think the most disappointing part about that was we bought the last bottle. The first, the time they recommended it to us, oh, it yeah. was the last bottle in the store. Yeah, we couldn't find it in any other liquor store nearby, and that was the best tasting bottle of it because we eventually got a couple yes. more bottles of it later. I was going to say that, but it wasn't nearly as good. No, yeah, the second time we got it, it didn't taste. As near as good as the first time. Maybe we were just drinking it so much, we were just so drunk it tasted good. It tasted good. <laughs> but, the, yeah, because the, we went to, we went from, or maybe it was this, because we had that the knockoff crown. It was only like 3 or $4 cheaper. It was not even, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a knockoff, but it was a couple dollars cheaper, made from the same you know, barrels or facility, whatever the fuck. We got, then when we went back to get it again, they were out, so we got the actual crown vanilla. So I think we got a little spoiled with the crown vanilla, and then we went back. Yeah, and it was never it was never the same. It never compared. 
Oh, we would wake up with whiskey cokes. <laughs> my, of course, not during the weekday if my boss is listening. That was that never happened. But or the points in time where the refrigerator, the entire bottom rack was like uh, about six, twelve packs of White Claws. We were doing something right. I think we were peaking in that moment. Well, because we kept freaking out, thinking because we there were all these rumors supposedly that White Claw was going to have a shortage, and we were we weren't going to get anything, and. So yeah, we were just buying them at every opportunity we would get. We and would see an aisle of White Claws, and our eyes would light up. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Re-upping. And we would buy a fuck ton of those. I remember we had, at one point, we had at least four unopened White Claw cases in our fridge. Mm-hmm. It was an ungodly, unhealthy amount of alcohol. But it was a good time, though. Oh, yeah. It, like, as stereotypical as it sounds, the amount of nights we spent just Pounding white claws and playing Warzone until like two a.m. <laughs> and then waking up at six a.m. to start working. Like, then you have me walking in with champagne, like Blake, we're going. And you're like, fuck. I would force you. I I love the that one time I couldn't get the champagne cork out of the bottle, and so I tried to be fancy. I got the fucking like knife, like the big ass knife. I was I was like really bold. I think I had some champagne before. This is my second bottle of champagne, and so I was feeling good. And so I got the knife and I. Went to fucking do it, and it popped, and I was really proud of myself. I looked down, and there was the end of the champagne bottle just cracked and snapped off. So I didn't even <laughs> accomplish the. I mean, I guess I opened it. Yeah, it opened. We I still st- drank it. Of course, yeah, of course, we drank it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. One of my oh, dude, I don't know if I've actually told you this story. So this was back whenever, way before I ever actually like drank alcohol, and like when I thought I had a beer in my hand, I thought I was like really cool, and so. We were having a little pool party at my house, and we're sitting there. Oh, what a, oh, beautiful, what a beautiful sound. You can see it peak on the thing. But I, I just started the story, so you're good. But whenever we have, we're having a little pool party at my parents' house, not Taylor Stadium. It was the house before Taylor Stadium. I never went there. I know you didn't. But, oh, by the way, Addison, welcome into the room. He just, well, I just walked in with this the can. This is a short feature. Yeah. And so. Literally. Yeah. I'm fucking short. <laughs> I'm really fucking short. So. Wow, joke of the day. Dad jokes. But <laughs> these girls came over here. It was like me and one other guy and like four girls. And I thought it was the hottest shit ever. I was like a sophomore in high school. And they're like, hey, do you have beer? And I was like, fuck yeah. I don't know why girls sound like that in my head. But they're like, hey, do you have beer? And I was like, fuck yeah, I got beer. So I go to my dad's beer fridge. By the way, we should get a, we should get a beer. But I go to the beer fridge. Kegerator? No, we don't need a keg. We need a beer fridge. I like okay, variety. So what, what's the difference between, what, what's a beer fridge? A beer is fridge like is a, a fridge, fridge you put beer in. A kegerator I mean, is a okay, fridge so you put a keg in. We call that a garage fridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a garage fridge. We need a garage fridge. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we already got agreed on that. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so I go to the garage fridge. I get some beers out, and they're not twist off. They're like pop offs. But I didn't want to go inside. Sure. And like my dad and I was drinking his beer, so I thought I was really slick. I put the beer on the side of the hot tub, like it was concrete, and I went to smack it to get the cap to come off. Did you break it? The the top, like the rim of the glass bottle, came off, hit me in the face, and it cut me. And I bled in front of these girls. God's to, plan. Yeah, I was trying to be smooth. And it was, <laughs> God's plan. Man. It was. It he was. Said, Fuck your good time. Yeah, I got got. You need a beer cap to the eye. Yeah, I got got real bad, but it was a good time. You had now Addison. Yep. Short lived. Yeah. What a short <laughs> feature. That's how I live. 
Oh my god. You love to see it. Come in, steal one of our beers, and leave. I see how it is. All right, well, be good, buddy. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, um, I got got, and it was was actually very embarrassing and awkward. It was so bad. I guess I have a really bad history with trying to open bottles in slick ways. It just doesn't work out. I should I should have learned my lesson by now. I think I would have. Okay, I will say, though, the second time you tried to open a champagne bottle when we lived together with a knife, it went flawlessly. You didn't cut the bottle. Cork just popped off. I don't remember that. When did that actually happen? Are you lying or are you being real right now? That actually happened. When? Like, I think recently? It, I think it was a very long uh, day of binge drinking. Um, probably explained. Was it a Friday or Saturday or Sunday? I, I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, to be totally honest. That's not good. There, was, had, a, there was a leftover bottle of it. I was, I was off work that day, Lexi, if you're listening. My boss, I was off work. I took PTO. Please don't fire me. Okay, so now I got that out of the way. Don't oh, fact check shout that. Shout out to A to Z. They always had champagne. They started stocking uh, White Claws they because did. we asked for yes, it. Yes, we did. We specifically said, if you stock the White Claws, we will come. If you bring them, we will come. And they brought them, and we came. The puff bars, the uh, twisted teas, the white claws, the wine, the box wine. They had box wine there too. The because bangs. of me, I asked for the box wine. They started carrying box wines. They were the realest. Like they really like they listened to their top paying customers, aka me and you. And supply. I told them I was like, if you carry these things, I will buy them every other day. I swear to you. And the first time I took a chance on us, they bought like different flavored white cloths, different variety packs, and we cleaned them out immediately. We went in and bought all of them. And he was like, oh, okay, y'all aren't lying. We're like, no, we're dead serious about our drinking. We don't joke about that. And for everyone who probably doesn't know, because there wasn't a whole lot of people that came by our place, A to Z is like a little hole-in-the-wall convenience yeah. store. Uh, it's a little sketchy. You know, it's, there's people asking for money outside, trying to gamble. Just imagine a slots. really shitty gas station, but with no gas pumps. It's just like the store part of the shitty gas station. That's a good way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, right next to there brand were, new apartment complex. There were slot machines in there. Yeah. How does that work? That, anytime someone was asking you for money outside, That's they're, what they, were doing. they weren't trying to get food, water, nothing. They just wanted to go inside and gamble. I thought it was illegal. How is that allowed? Because I've seen that in other places too, like little slot machines, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're, we're not in Oklahoma, are we? Like, as far as I know, we're in Texas. Last I checked, I thought that shit was illegal. I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to do it. I was like, hey, I'll put five. I'm, one day, if I have like five bucks on me, I'll throw it in there and see if, what happens. I'm sure I'll lose my ass immediately. <laughs> but I mean, hey, fuck it. I mean, I'm sure it's just like, it'd be like some voucher for like a coupon for a gift card or something. I'm sure there's some way around it that yeah. they do it. But who knows? I don't do slots anyways. I'm a big table guy. I stick with like blackjack. Oh, that does remind me that period of time when like you got super into playing online poker. I made a lot of money doing that and I lost it all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it like I do have to know, though, you you just asked me, what was your favorite moment? So I think we had a lot of like just really random moments. I would say, this is not my favorite. It's probably one of my top five. Our drunken nights where we come from the bars and play fucking Wii Sports or like Wii Golf. Oh Just my to, God. Like, to me, the, reason, the main reason I'm playing at that point is to try to stay awake long enough 
to try to sober up enough to go to sleep. I knew if I laid my happy ass in bed, I was getting the spins and going to be miserable. And so I would purposefully stay up. And dude, Addison hit a minus eight. On really? Yes. That's You're his kidding. High, no, high score. If you're going downstairs, minus eight. Mine's a minus five. I swear the entire time me and you ever played it, I thought minus five was about just as good as you could fucking Me get. too. I was very proud of my minus five. And Addison, within like a couple of days of playing it, got minus six. And then me and Nolan were installing. I was installing. Okay, let me rephrase that. Nolan was watching me install his fan. And Addison was downstairs. All I kept hearing was, nice shot. Nice shot. Over and over again. And him just like freaking out. And I hear him go, Carter. And I was like, what the fuck? I go downstairs. He's like, look, 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 look. You got minus eight, bitch. I was like, fuck my, how? How do you even do that? It's so annoying. Every game on Wii Sports, Addison just crushes. Like really? He's, he's abnormally good at Wii Sports. Like every category. Is it because like his height, like his hand has just got a better range for the sensor? It, I, dude, there's no logical reason to explain it. He's just fucking good. And then you have Nolan on the opposite end of the <laughs> spectrum who's putting it from two feet away and shanks it off the green. I'm like, how are you shaking it with the putt? I don't know. But back to the, my, my easily my favorite story. Not easily. One of my favorite stories. If, you know, my, if I had to go off top of my head right now, it's your most recent birthday we had at our house. It was during the COVID times, boo. But... We did a, a, a you honk, we drink, and our apartment's on a pretty busy street. And so we just made a little, like, sign. You know, you honk, we drink. We got the table out, the grill, we got the Yeti out, put a bunch of beers and, like, airplane shots in it. And it didn't really start going downhill. And by downhill, I mean, like, getting drunk. Until I took the sign off the table and started holding it in the street. I was like, honk, bitches. And they would, everyone <laughs> honked at that point because you could not see my sign. Well, it was a windy day, so it being like taped to the table meant that about like every like fourth or fifth person who drove by, because we had to angle it towards one, yeah, one, one direction yeah. or another. It meant we like every fourth or five car coming down the road, that one direction, would actually see it and then honk. Well, it wasn't even in a good spot either. Like it was like taped to a table. It's like if you had like a, a half ass lemonade stand. But yeah. it's like, we're blacking out lemonade stands. So it wasn't, it, it was working. I would say like one out of every like four or five people were honking. But once I held it in my hands and I was like, look at my sign. It was like one out of, it was like almost every single person honked. And we'd have some people like would drive by, honk and turn around and come back and honk <laughs> again. But it didn't get really wild until, oh my God, the fucking train. This, this train, so we live what's in an apartment, was called the Switchyards. And it's called that because right next to it is where all these fucking giant ass trains go to switch their cars and everything. So, AKA the switch yards. And these guys were moving some train cars back and forth and around the train station. And I jokingly grabbed the sign and held it up as they were driving by. And as I mind, very slowly. Yeah. Like a mile an hour in their fucking giant ass train. You could, yeah. You could have walked faster than what the train was going. Yeah. And... I held it up, and the guy that was standing on the side of the car saw me. We made eye contact, and I saw him grab his walkie-talkie and radio, and he said something, and then for the next 30 minutes, I just kept fucking honking the horn. And so then we all blocked out. And then so they, they, they left. They went all the way down the street in their train, just chilling, and then came back. And me and Addison, who at this point had had quite a bit to drink, 
went and made friends with them and they let us up inside the fucking train. We got to sit, I sat in the driver's seat of a fucking freight train. It was the coolest shit. It was so cool. It was the most random thing. I would have never, ever thought that was going to happen that night. That day was day. It was like broad daylight. It was like yeah. 4 p.m. <laughs> and it was like a Tuesday. Yes. It was the most nonchalant, dumbest thing. And as, it was Aston's idea. He was like, hey, let's go say hi. Let's take him a beer. I was like, all right. So we grabbed some beers for him and run up there. And the guy was like, I can't fucking drink a beer. I'm driving like $50,000 of freight behind me. And I was like, okay, but like, what's up? How's it going? He was like, you want to come in and take a picture? I was like, boy, do I. And so. <laughs> Let me drive a train. Let me drive a train. Do you imagine if I just put it in gear? Just fucking... Just, <laughs> they just start losing their shit. They just... They, job? Lost. That would be... That would be so bad. I would... It'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the only thing that happened on the train, though, that night. At, like, nighttime rolls around, oh, and there's, yeah. there's a separate track where they've got, like, a few... Uh, Tank, like oil, oil tankers. Ta- oil tankers. Yeah. And people come and check it, like, every few months or so. And then they just sit there. They never moved. They've, we've lived there. You live there like longer than I have now because I left. They've not moved since never the moved. day we lived there. But you're right. Once a month, some guy will come by and open the top up and just check and make sure the oil's still in there. Like, it was, like all right, we're good. And then leaves. But continue. we got on top of the train. Oh yeah, we we got on top of that bitch. And just it's mind you, there's a storm rolling in, so there's lightning on the background. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was bad. And we just start doing like dumb shit on top of this train. We're playing music, dancing, taking pictures. And this is all after about six to seven hours of constantly drinking. And the fact that none of us fell off the top of that train, which is probably about like 20 feet in the well, air. Also, the train is a fucking circle. Yeah. Like it's not like a square train. It's like if you took two steps to the right, it's so steep you would just slide off like you're on a slip and slide. And it's greasy too. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was made to be walked on. Like it was not supposed to be. Like we sh- we shouldn't have done that. Well, I jumped off the train and went and hopped on like a sign and climbed my happy ass up a little sign. Of the- I don't even remember you doing that. I, I, it was pretty high up too. And then we saw lightning getting closer and closer and closer. And we were like, hey, maybe we should get off this giant metal fucking object and go inside. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, maybe we should do that. This does kind of remind me of, there was one night when I came back from drinking in Denton. And I get back and it's, it's like 2.15, 2.30 in the morning. Uh, I'll be mail you for these beers, by the way. And Wait, hold on, time out. <laughs> Sorry. Way too satisfying. I know, it's the best. It's like any normal night when I came back home, you know, like all the lights are off, there's no noise. And I just walk into my room, and right after I close the door to my bedroom, I hear Carter's bedroom door creak open. Oh, we're not telling this story, are we? And I peek my head uh, back out just to see him. With the light on, laying on the floor. I don't recall any of this. He's laying on the floor with uh, a blanket. This is all hearsay, by the way. <laughs> laying on the floor with a blanket. And his voice is super raspy. He's just like, Blake, help me. And I'm just freaking the fuck out because I'm like on the come down from drinking for the night. 
and have no idea what the fuck is wrong with him. Like, did he eat something? Did he do something? Drink something? I don't know. And he's just like, my insides burn. <laughs> and I'm sitting there well, trying to like Google all the what you all hear. the things to. It's like, does like does someone slipping something in your drink cause that to happen? Does some like an allergic food some reaction cause that or what? And nothing pops up. Side note: found out the other day I am allergic to avocados. Everyone known that? Sorry, oh. continue. Big guacamole guy. Do you think you ate avocados that night? Fuck, I had a lot of shots, but no avocados. <laughs> <laughs> There's no avocados in my system that night. Uh, oh, I can't believe I didn't throw up. I should have. Well, because I came to you, I was like, do you need to throw up? Do I need to help you pull the trigger? Is it that bad? Like, whatever you need, I'm going to try and help. Because you could not move. You seemed like you thought you were going to die. And I'm considering, like, just grabbing you, picking you up, and taking you to, like, an, e- like, an easy care or whatever. I remember so many, like, I remember, sorry, not so many. I remember so few, like, tiny bits and pieces of that night that it's insane. Like, I, I, I have a feeling, because I was with some, like, a group of girls that was at a bachelor, bachelorette party, and I have a pretty strong inclination that some guy might have, because these girls were like, hey, cute, like, not cute, hey, guy. We're cute girls. Buy us drinks. And then they'd be like, how many do you want? And they'd be like, five. And there was like four girls and then me. And so he would be like, all right, here's five drinks. And I'd be like, ah, idiot. And so I'd, I'd take it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what are the odds that maybe he was like, and threw something in a drink, and then I would never have known. Or I'm just a major, I'm just a big fat pussy and can't handle my alcohol. One of the two. I Who mean, knows? didn't you say that a few of the girls also were like completely unable to walk? Yes. Whenever we left... The girl that was getting married, so it was her bachelorette party. Like, we were doing fine. Like, when I got there, like, I met them there. I, met, I came with my own group, and they were there. And somehow, we just ended up just hanging out. We had a great time, just chilling. Like, I was not, like, there was no flirting or anything. We were literally just having a good time together. And, the, like, at some point, we all just looked at each other and were like, holy fuck, we are, like, we can't, I can't see straight. And so, it's, at this point, it's like 1.30, like 2-ish. Well, the bar was still going, so it couldn't have been two. It was probably like one thirty ish And so we're like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. And so I stumble my way to the front. As I'm starting to leave, I see behind me the two girls. So it's like, it's the four girls. Two of them are carrying, like literally in their arms, carrying the, the one girl, the bachelorette. And she had not, we had not had that much to drink. Like I, we probably had like maybe like three, four, five, six mixed drinks, maybe like five, six, seven shots. That's a 20, that's 20, that's 20, sorry, math is hard. That's like, we probably had 10 to 15, maybe high-end 18 drinks. <laughs> but like for me, and also like knowing, because I, I would be I was talking to them, that's not a lot. For someone who's 23, 24, that 20, like 15, 10 drinks, you're drunk, but you're not at the point where you can't fucking stand up and make a, like form a coherent sentence. Yeah, because... I'm pretty sure you told me that you did eat dinner, so it's not that you didn't have any food. We had dinner right before that. Yeah, before so you had out, food in dinner. your system. It was very out of character, because I've seen you drink more than that. Yes. Now, mind you, I wasn't there. I didn't see how much, like, maybe you blacked out at a certain point and took a whole bunch more than you realized. I don't know, but it didn't sound like when you told me everything later, and by later I mean, like, 
the next the day. next night because the entire next day you could hardly function still and well i'll tell you the the worst part of the story and the part that sucks the most is the next morning when i got a call from my bank account that was like hey did your credit card get stolen last night and i was like no why and they go Oh, we saw your credit card, and there's about like 500 bucks on here. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna send you an email with the charges." And the bar I went to before I met these girls, I was at a different bar from a different friend's birthday, and I guess I had, well, I remember buying like one or two rounds of shots. But I was like, "Fuck, there's no way it was like 200 bucks each." But it was Concrete Cowboy, and there was like 10 of us. That sounds about right when I think about it. I was like. Fuck, bitch, damn it. It was so, I was like, man. But shout out to Chase for looking out for me, though. They were like, hey, <laughs> they should know by now that that was definitely me. That's some shit I would do. But they should know, but, like, you know, I, I, respect, I respect the hustle for calling me. But yeah, shout out for, uh, you gave me water that night. I definitely spilled it on myself. And the next morning I woke up and I was wet. And I was like, did I piss myself? And I was like, nah, it's just water. <laughs> Not so, the first time you've done that. I've, I've pissed myself. Last time I pissed myself, though, and, and knock on wood, whatever. Um, was I was a sophomore in college, so we're going on like four years now, baby. We're doing good, <laughs> and I was also very drunk that night. But I never, I only ever like like the only two times as an adult where I pissed myself was when I had had an extreme amount of alcohol to drink and then had smoked afterwards. So I was very drunk, I had a lot of fluid in me, and I smoked, which knocked me the fuck out. And then you know you have that dream where you're like, oh, I'm pissing in my dream. And you're like, oh, I'm pissing in real life. And then it's one of those. And so um, that's what, both times that's what happened. And so, I mean, it fucking happens. I don't know. Maybe I should invest in some adult diapers. I don't know. All I know is the next morning when you woke up, you were still on the floor. Right? So you're still on the floor. I don't even I believe know. believe At, like... I went to bed that night thinking I could wake up the next morning and my roommate could be dead, but you had insisted you were fine. That would have sucked. You were at least able to answer all my questions, right? So you could hear and understand me. You just didn't feel great. And no, that was bad. Like, I've never, ever felt like that in my entire life. And God, I hope I never feel like that again. But holy shit, that was rough. That was such a insane night. Like, I, I, like at some point, like at like being there for like two hours, I was there, like right in the middle where I hadn't even had that much to drink yet. Like I just was done. Like I was, just, I just don't remember. Like it just literally just so fast, just like boom, like blur. And that's what makes me think that it was not alcohol. Because alcohol, you like obviously you steadily get there, and you're like, oh, 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 I'm getting drunk, getting drunker. Let's just stop. Not gonna stop. And that's how, that happens, but yeah, it was uh, it was one of those nights. We all, everyone, okay, not that, not everyone has one of those nights, but everyone has a <laughs> night where they they've slept on the floor and maybe almost died, you know, at least once in their life, right? Well, your grandma was a real one that night. So, the backstory to that, I when I get drunk, I call my grandma, not because I like my grandma, you help. I'm like. What's up, Grammy? Because my grandma always stays up till like one in the morning. And so if I'm at a bar like partying, I'll just FaceTime her for shits and giggles. She's like, Carter, don't do that. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's so funny. The next morning she's like, Carter, how are you feeling? I'm like, fine. But now when she calls me after that, 
nowadays I'm getting older. So like, Carter, how you feeling? I'm like, not good. It's <laughs> the hangovers are a lot more real nowadays. It sucks. Have you noticed that have your hangovers been getting worse? They're they're so much worse. It was like at what age did it like really? I think it was sometime towards the end of twenty two. So right around when I turned 23. That's what I said. Halfway through 22 is whenever it started getting downhill for me really yeah. quick. And at that point, I would wake up every morning feeling like almost... I could have drank just a little bit more than what I normally did. And I'm waking up the next day feeling like I had drank ex- extremely excessive. Yeah. Because like 23-year-old me would have like 10 to 15 drinks. And that would be, I would be the hungover equivalent to 21-year-old me having, like, 20 drinks. Like, my... What would you call that? Your tolerance to being hungover has gone to shit. And you would think it would be fine, because I don't think we really slowed down. Oh, at that point in time, we had not slowed down. But it, it really does it to you. And I feel like we, we're even smarter about it now, because we drink, like, less sugary drinks. Like, we actively try to hydrate now, because we're trying to prevent it. And yet we still get fucked every time we wake up in the morning. It's like, fuck, here we go again. Now it's like if I forget to take like one or two Advil before I pa- like pass out, it's, it's awful. I, I can barely function the next day. And I heavily debate just calling in sick to work if it gets that bad. I, oh, the worst, because thank God for COVID. If you're hungover, you can still kind of work during the day, which I haven't had to do that because I'm an adult. But the, the worst is if you had to go into the office. Because whenever I first started my new job, like three or four weeks in, or there was one Sunday night we went out because I'm a fucking idiot. And, and it was a Thursday night. I went out. I'm, again, an idiot. And Friday, I went into work. They're like, hey, Carter, you look a little rough. And I was like, thanks, first off. And second off, I have a headache, so leave me alone. And so... <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Oh. That was a... Going into work, like going, like, even like as a server, just going, like just not being in bed when you're like hungover is quite possibly the worst thing ever. It sucks. It sucks so much. And my parents gave me these pills. That sounds really bad. My parents gave me these pills, though. They're called um, Overeasy, like O-V-E-R-E-Z. And they're amazing. I highly recommend everybody try them. If you take one of these pills before you go to sleep, you've been drinking, you will not wake up with a hangover. I'm out of them. I need more. I don't know where to get them. But... They should hook us up. They should sponsor our fucking podcast. I'm much <laughs> talking about like alcohol and blacking out because it, it's they are a hell of a. I don't know what's in it. It could be like a placebo for all I know, it, but I take it and it works every time. It's amazing. But what I hate is when you wake up in the middle of the night after you've been drinking and you wake up just craving water. Oh, that's see, you know those huge water bottles I buy. That's what those are for. Yeah, it's for those times when I wake up in the middle of the night and I just need to chug. And you've seen yeah. how big they are. I will chug like three quarters of it in just one go. Oh, it's bad. Like it, I, you, I, I, I feel like SpongeBob where he's like, water. It's one of those where it's like, I need water. I need it now. Give me the fucking bottle and I will, I'll down a whole thing. Not like, like a water bottle, like a typical water bottle. I could kill it in one go. It's, you have to. It, it's... I mean, that never happened when we were younger. Oh, yeah. Like, looking back, the, never. the amount of nights where we took easily, like, eight to ten rumple shots, plus the amount of mixed us. drinks or Russie's Margs that were before, or any, like, random amount of mean green shots, uh, any, any kind of sort of, like, typical fry shot 
at that point, and we'd wake up the next day at like 11. Bright eyed, bushy tail, ready to go again. Shower hey, and be like, Cool beans? Cool beans? <laughs> Rusties? Rusties? Drinks? Large? Yeah. Let's go? Immediately, just keep going. But that's the good thing about college. And I don't know. Oh my God. I was thinking, like, man, if I can go back and do that again, I'm like, I don't know if I could do that anymore. That was such like an insane time. And thank God that happened. If you're in college, enjoy it while it lasts because I can't do that anymore. But those were the good, the good days. That was so much fun where I'd wake up, drink all day, take a nap, wake back up, get dressed, go out to the bars, black out on like $5, come back at 3 in the morning, pass the fuck out, and wake up and do it again. Now, granted, this wasn't every day. Mom, I'm not an alcoholic yet. But... <laughs> it, we would do it so frequently. It was just a lot of fun. It was just such the way. It was just so much fun. I really like that. Was the those were the days. I really enjoyed it. And somehow we both graduated with honors. You lied about it, <laughs> but I mean, I wrote it in. I, I did write it in. Tell you can tell that one. So if you don't know, if you haven't graduated college, when you go to walk the stage, they give you a card where you're supposed to write your name out mnemonically. Is that how you say it? You hyphenate it. Yeah, right. where you just spell out all the syllables to yeah, yeah, properly so, pronounce your name. Yeah. And well, my name's not hard. Yours is Blake Wilson. That's easy. yeah. It's it's very straightforward. We're, we're lucky we have easily pronounced names. Is Carter didn't just put Carter Tatum, which is what you're supposed to do. He put Carter Tatum cum laude to where when he walked the stage, even though he didn't graduate with honors, he didn't, like, his GPA wasn't there to get those honors, but when he not walked even, the stage, he got them to say it after his name. Well, I was, I was going to say not even close, but it was kind of close. I had, like, a 3-2. You need a 3-5, I think, or a 3-5 to be just a cum laude, which is, like, the lowest of the honors. And I, the person next to me, I saw their card, and it was like, you have it your name, and right underneath it, in bold, it says, like, cum laude. And so I literally wrote it exactly how his card looked. And granted, he had a flask. So we were both kind of taking pulls. So I was getting a little brave at this point. And I was like, fuck it. Worst case scenario, they just don't say it because they weren't going to say it anyways. If they do say it, it's going to be hilarious. So let's just see what happens. And so I write, cum laude, just like the guy next to me. And I walk across the stage and they fucking say, Carter Tatum, cum laude. That's how the guy (laughs) says it. Cum laude. And my... Parents and my grandparents are calling and texting me after I, I'm literally sitting on waiting to even, I haven't even seen them yet. I'm just, I just walked the stage. Calls and texts. You got cum laude? You want me, you're going to surprise us with that? No way. Carter, congratulations. That's so, that's so amazing. Oh my God. We're so proud of you. And I was like, guys, I totally, <laughs> a little do you know, yeah, I totally wrote that in there, but they said it. So no taxis, backsies, but my, my diploma's right there and it doesn't say it on there. So. But, I mean, does that really help you in a job interview? I mean, does anyone else... I mean, I guess you put on your resume cum laude, but... I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't really have to go through a lot of job interviews. That's true. So, like, maybe... Flex it. Yeah, like, maybe... It, like, saying I graduated with honors helped through the... Like, when they sift through all the people who have... Yeah, uh, it just puts you, like, one, one more little leg up yeah. on the other person. If it's neck and neck, it's like, okay, he tried a little bit harder in college, but nerd, lame... <laughs> I like to have a good time, so I didn't do that. But have you ever had anyone mispronounce your name? Blake Wilson. I feel like you can't mispronounce that. Uh, I had it happen to me one time. I was in elementary school, 
It really hit you that hard. Remember it to this day, elementary school. It's the, oh, it's the only time. It's the only time it's ever happened because <laughs> it really my name, me negatively. My name is so easy. It's the most common white. Is your real name was it Matthew? Ma- Matthew. Yeah, you can't mispronounce any of those. BMW. What's up? I uh, yeah. CMT BMW one two eight. Country music television. Shout out. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it on TV. I was like CMT. What? The, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, that's not for me. Uh. But I don't know if it was second or third grade. It was one of those. And we had a substitute teacher. So the substitute teacher is taking role. And I, my name was always last, obviously, because my w, last name. Yeah. That's a T is towards the end. So me. this lady has gone through everyone's names. Some of these names way more complicated than mine are. Has said it flawlessly. She gets to my name. She calls me Blucky. Was she just being a bitch, or was she doing? I like. I've just walked in at the beginning of the day. I haven't it, said a single word. If there was a blocke. That would be. This funny. was pre blocke. Uh, pre the Key and Peele video. So this lady calling me Blucky is probably the worst butchered. way like anyone has ever butchered my name. That's pretty rough. I don't even know how you get Blucky, like Blake, Blucky. I don't even know. Cool. I I would get. Carter, I got the one time, I guess I've had it mispronounced like one or two times where they said Tatum. But to me, it's like that was before the, Ch- the Channing Tatum era. But uh, now everyone sees Channing Tatum, they're like, oh, it's definitely Tatum. If it, if it was Channing Tatum and it was spelled the same as mine, I'd be fucked. But he <laughs> says it the same way I say mine, so we're fine. But the way I always describe my name is someone's like, you know, whenever I have like a work, I'm talking to a client, like, what's your email? I'm like, it's C. Tatum, just like Channing Tatum, but I'm not as cool as him. And every time they laugh, every time they're like, ah, ah. got him, dad jokes. But Where's I, Mike? I always liked, too, because I was a T. So you're a W, you're a T. We're in the, we're in the back of the line. The best, I love this shit. They'd be like, all right, today we're going to line up in uh, reverse alphabetical order. Oh, that was best. And I was I like, would, fuck all you bitches. I would go in the straight back. to yep. the front of the line. Get in the back of the line. <laughs> I'm in the front. Fuck all of you. You always have that one kid that gets like upset that someone's like just slightly out of order. Oh my god, yeah. Or like I remember they always be like first day of class, get alphabetical order. I'm like, oh, I don't know any of these fucking people. You can get in alphabetical order. I don't know. I was like, what's your last name? I'm like B, and I'm like, you got all the kids like trying to like count out the the alphabet. In their well, head immediately, I immediately like all right, alphabetical order, and I'm like, which way is the N? They go that way, and I'm like, all right, see you guys over there. And I immediately go that way, and I'm like, all right, S, you're an S, because there's always a lot, there's always one S. I'm like, if you're an S, you're behind me. Fuck you. So get behind me. And if you're, you know, anything in front of me, I was always like the last, like the seventh, eighth of the group. That's always right where I was. Do you see what's crazy? Oh, I told you this crazy story. The guy that I graduated, I graduated with him. From O.C. Taylor, my elementary school, and Michael Stockingberg. We graduated sitting right next to each other. We were in middle school, graduated sitting right next to each other. High school, graduated sitting right next to, each, right next to each other. College, we graduated sitting right next to each no other. Way. That's dead, crazy. Dead ass. It is the craziest shit. I didn't even know. I knew he went to college. Nice. I knew we oh, were in the. Well, he wasn't in communications. He was a different major, but I guess it falls under like our uh, what is it? Bachelor of Art, community, Bachelor of Arts, right? Yeah. Here's the, uh, yeah, mine's arts. science. So he was in bachelor, the arts department because I'm communication, which is arts. 
And so I still think that's weird to think of a communications degree as arts. I think like so. A, I would think more in a business or something like that, but whatever. Well, they always only classify it like under those two branches. Like they branch off from art, a Bachelor of Arts. Yeah, we have arts, science, and arts and science. Then you have engineering, like the smart fucking kids, and that they're on their own little level. I don't want to talk about that. But this, the odds of that happening are so insurmountable. Because I saw him, they're like, as you go under the stage to like start lining up for the college graduation, there's like a fuck ton of people. I see him, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, take a, let's take a picture together. This is crazy. This is so wild. We line up. I kid you not. He's like, we didn't sit right next to each other. He's like, two, like, it's like me, some girl, and then him. And I'm like, what are the fucking odds of this? It's like ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. And so, and we were actually supposed to be roommates in college. My freshman year, we signed up to be roommates together. And then a week before school started, he dropped out and went into uh, TCC, the community college, ah. instead. And so I got hoed and ended up having a random roommate, Clay, who was the most interesting person who's ever walked this world, and not in a good way. And so <laughs> it was just really, like, it was just one of those things where, but, I don't know. Side note, college graduations suck. If you cannot go to one, don't go to one. They're like, how many hours long? All right, how long I'm was gonna... yours? Uh, mine was short. I graduated in the fall. You went in the spring. So my, spring, I was sucks. in the business school, so Dude, it, it still has a lot of people, but I think we graduated with like 1,300 people, but they split it up based on the name. So the business school was split into three groups. So it was just like the last third of the alphabet that went for my session. That's nice. And thankfully I didn't get an early morning one. Like all those people who had to have like seven, eight, and, or eight. Eight AM is the first one and I got eight AM. I was so mad. I got four PM. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I got eight AM. I was mad. My parents were upset. My grandparents were like, fuck this shit. I told them I was like, hey, we can all just agree to not go. I'm fine with that. My parents were like, Yeah, you're fucking walking that stage. You're gonna be you're gonna like it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so I walked the stage. I mean, I'm glad I did it. You still and, haven't gotten me my stole back. Someone stole that stole. You gotta put you on the spot. Dude, I've tried so hard to get that stole back for you, and it's just fucking like... Has it just been Brent, getting passed around? Aaron, Aaron Dobbs is the last one that had it, because he took pictures with it the other day. So, Aaron Dobbs has it. Yeah. I trust him, so we're good. But I had it... Passed around more then, than a jewel at a frat party. Dude, for real. I had it, Alec had it, Damon had it, he went to somebody else, then back to Damon, and then now Aaron Dobbs has it. And yeah, that's, I, mean, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm sure after Aaron, is he a little? Is Dobbs? Yeah, he, he does. Who, I don't know who his little is, but I'm sure. Who fucking knows? I've tried to track that thing down so many times. Because Aaron Dobbs called me one time looking for it. And I was like, I wish I knew where it was. Fuck, I keep trying to find it. <laughs> it's not even yours. I know, it's <laughs> yours. And I borrowed it, and then Alec borrowed it, and it's just. You'd be surprised. Those things aren't cheap. They're like $70, $80. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not cheap. They're expensive. That's why I borrowed it. I was going to buy, well, actually. The main reason I didn't buy one is because I waited to the last fucking minute and I went to buy one and on like every website that had a le- like any kind of legitimate looking stole for Sig Ep, it looked so cheap. And the ones that were looked official, it was going to take like a month to get here. Oh uh, yeah, see I went through the official Sig Ep website to get it. Yeah, you're now, smart. I'm going to put you on the spot again. And all of the roommates you've ever had, where do I rank? In terms of just like in overall, overall, um, honestly, well, I can't rank Addison and Nolan yet. We've only been there for a month. I'm not even gonna rank them because 
That would yeah, be, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, not yet. If we're, if we're not ranking them, you're easily number one. Because before you, I lived with guys that were significant, like, not significant, like, they were younger than me. Like, the, the only two of the roommates I really, really liked living with were the guys at 1451, the second year I lived there. Mm, Eric. So, Eric and, um, oh my God, I touched a dick. Oh, fuck. Oh my David. God. David, thank you. Eric and David. And um, they were great. I, I loved it. They were so much fun to hang out with. They were such a fun time. We Blake. Had so, many good mo- so many good moments. They would always, every time you came over, Blake. It was crowded every he time. He left another note on the sliding glass door. You don't live what did, there. What anymore. did it say? Um, I, I don't even read them at this point because it's just got like blue painter's tape on our, like yeah, a QT like, napkin taped to our sliding glass door. I mean, hey, that's cute. But the, the two of them were great. Both, I would like to buy them alcohol and like, I mean, they were cool. I love the guys. But easily, I mean, you take the cake. We would, like, the amount of times we would just get into random bullshit. That's why I live with you. Because we always meshed very well. Like, we hang out, like, really well. We, like, communicate very well. Your mom would just buy us white claws on deck. Shout out to your mom. I feel like I owe her, like, $1,000. The perks of being an only child, your mom feels obligated to constantly want to do stuff for you, no matter how many times you tell her. Not to. Yeah, he told her to chill out, and she's like, ah, nah, ah so yeah, you're my only kid. I have to. What well, makes them feel young and it makes them feel good, and they love you. And blah, yeah, blah, it's blah, not blah. like she has a whole lot of other stuff going was, on. I'm the oldest. Remember, I left. They were sad, and then they're like, all right, fuck it, <laughs> on to the next one. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I mean, can't complain. You really, I mean, it's I, I don't know if I could be an only child. It's just weird to think about because it, I I grew up being the oldest of three. I always think about how different my life would be if I grew up an only child. Because our house that I lived in as a kid, it was me, my brother, and sister. The house next to us, they had six kids. And the house next to them had an only child. And so between the three of us, you had a lot of everything. And the only child kid was at our house like every day. Because he was, I guess, just a little lonely, needed something to do, whatever, which is fine. But it was one of those things where I don't know how I would... I have no idea how it would be growing up an only child. I feel like I would get lonely. But I guess you just adapt. Yeah, I mean, I just got used to being able to entertain myself on my own, which is like when we lived together, there was just a lot of times when I was just totally okay with sitting in my room doing something all day, right? Like, whether that's watching YouTube, listening to music, playing video games, doing whatever. And there were times when it's... That's why I liked being around you because you'd kind of get me to go out and do stuff, which is kind of like a perk to living with you is kind of helps me like go out and do stuff. I would force you to hang out with me outside of the apartment. I'd be like, fuck you, we're going out and doing something dumb. And you'd be like, okay. <laughs> so that's why I liked you, because you'd be like, you're always up for an adventure. That's why we have so many fucking stories, is because we would always just be like, all right, fuck it, let's just see where the wind takes us. And then the wind would take us to do some dumb shit. And... <laughs> Here we are. I still think uh, I have like one regret, like it's something we didn't do, is there was that point right when all the lockdown stuff started and we ballparked that idea of going on a random road trip and we never did it. That would have been the perfect opportunity to have done yeah. it. There was, it was back in the time when like hardly anyone was on the road. We should have. Those are always the best trips. Like the spur of the moment, fuck it, let's get in the car and go. Just drive down to the beach. Drive out yeah. into just the middle of nowhere or something. I don't know. The, 
we, we kept saying we wanted to just get in the car and drive to New Orleans. That's different because we'd spend... We only have a weekend, right? That, so first, we would, that first time when we went back to... We almost did. We, we spent... Angelines. Yeah, we would spend a whole day driving there, and we'd get drunk, I guess, Friday night. We'd get there, like... If we left Friday after work, 5 o'clock, we wouldn't get to, like, 4 in the morning. I guess we could check into the hotel and just go out and just get blackout, come back, wake up Saturday night, do it again Saturday night, wake up Sunday. But the problem is, if we drove back Sunday anytime past 12, we wouldn't get back until, like, 3 or 4 in the morning and then work Monday. Oh, my God. You think being hungover sucks? Could you imagine doing, like, that would fucking See, that's suck. why when we originally thought about doing that, it slowly just evolved into, fuck it, we're just going to buy plane tickets. No yeah. hotel. The idea was no, buy that- tickets to fly down there, buy tickets to go back, and in between the two flights, we just drink on bourbon. Yeah, you just don't sleep anywhere. Don't need to check in. Don't pack take, anything. Yeah, just take, like, maybe, like, Everything yeah. on you is yeah. what we just were. Everything on you. Don't ask any questions. Just see where the fuck that takes us. Because how many times have you been to Bourbon Street? You've been like once or twice? Twice. Twice. Okay, I've been to twice. And easily both times I could have just not slept. Because they don't close. They, they close the street down for like 30 minutes to sweep all the drunk people off of it. But besides <laughs> I've been that, there to see that happen. Oh, yeah. That, that's when you know it's time to go home. Whenever you see the street cleaners come out, you're like, oh, shit. It's five in the morning. It's. Time for us to get the fuck out of here. I still don't know how they're able to have all those like uh, open construction zones where they're just there's like ten foot holes in the ground with all the amount of drunk people walking around there. Well, they put up fences, but that's not stopping a drunk idiot. <laughs> oh no, I'm surprised where people don't get hurt. Well, that's always like the spot where I saw it when I was there was towards the end of the Bourbon Street, where it's like not as packed. It was like. It's, it's a long, it's like easily a, like a mile and a half, two miles. Right? A mile, it's at least a mile. I feel like it, yeah, it's got to be at least a mile or two. When you're drunk, I'm, I'm sure it feels it's, like two miles. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're sober, when you get there, you're like, oh, it's, a, oh, <laughs> it's like Disney World for adults. But the, the, Bourbon Street's awful because they just hand you sugary drinks all night. Like they're literally trying to give you a hangover. Oh, that's great. Those grenades. The hand grenades, the shark attacks. It's literally straight sugar. Did it's, you ever actually try the swamp juice? No. Uh, maybe. What is it? What, what is it? Uh, Blake Stewart, uh, the other Blake that we know, is the only guy I've ever seen attempt to do it. It is... Swamp juice? It's at, like, the bar that's called, like, The Swamp or something like that. Oh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I know the bar. And... If you, it's got like all of their well liquors and like like a spritz of oh god uh, like no. Sprite thrown in there no no and uh, like some other thing to give it a little bit of flavor. I hate that. And it's in those huge cups. No. And if you can finish it, while like you can't walk out with it. You if you walk out with it, you lose the challenge because there's a challenge based around it. And they'll put you up on the wall, and the drink is free. Otherwise, if you don't finish it, it's like forty dollars. Oh, fuck! That's like the other day when we were at Marty B's, and you put that tequila, or you put the vodka in my tequila tonic. That was a throwback to this trip down to New Orleans when you had that vodka. I don't remember that honestly either. You we don't the, remember that Skull bottle that you had? That, I remember the Skull bottle. I remember the bottle. I don't remember what it tastes like. I'm sure it tastes like it was awful, asshole. Because. But halfway through the road trip it is no longer chilled it is lukewarm vodka tequila and you're just taking pulls of it on the on the road why did we do that why did we buy that 
that was on you. When you bought it, I was like, this was a huge mistake. The best, we'll end on this story. The, my favorite story of New Orleans was actually not even in New Orleans. Well, I guess we were in Louisiana, but we were on the way to New Orleans and we hit traffic. And we were, this is the first time going to New Orleans. So we were like very amped about it. We were so ready to get there. And we hit traffic and like Waze or whatever the fuck app I was using was telling me it's standstill for the next mile. Like some idiot got in a wreck. And so me and Cody, my big and the fraternity, looked at each other and I was driving. I, we'd all been drinking. And once you hit the Louisiana border, you can drink in the car, which should not be allowed. And I do not encourage that. And I was, had like one sip of alcohol, so chill out, everybody. But um, he had said, what are the odds, Carter, that you drive on the shoulder and just take the next exit? Just keep driving on the shoulder till you hit the next exit. I was like, one in 50. And we go, okay, one, two, three. And we both say the, the same number, like 37 or some bullshit number. We both say it. Like, All right, fuck it. And, of course, the girls in the back of the car were like, please don't do this. And I was like, ah, we have to. We did the next, I have to. It's 1 in 50. What are the odds? I, I, we did it. And so for about a mile, I was shitting my pants. I was waiting for a cop just to be like, I got him. But it never happened. It, it worked out in the end, which was honestly very fucking shocking that it actually didn't end up fucking me over. Hey, at least you didn't drive towards Mississippi instead of toward Texas when you left. Who did that? That was Ryan. What did they put in, like, Denton, Mississippi? I think there is, like, a Denton in, like, Alabama or oh my something God. like that. Could you imagine? How far into the trip did they go? They got, like, a good, like, 20 minutes into Mississippi. I thought you were going to say He got- saw, like, a, a sign about, like, something in Mississippi, and he realized, like, fuck. I thought you were going to say they got 20 minutes into their drive. But they were they no, made it's it to like their when destination. That, when the highway splits to go towards Mississippi and it splits to go towards Texas, he went towards Mississippi. Oh my lord! So that meant he drove across the entire top of Louisiana. If I was in, in the, the wrong car, direction, if I was in the car and that happened, I would get out and walk. I'd be so upset. See, you wouldn't have because at the end of one of those bourbon weekends. You are so exhausted on that car ride. Whoever is the person driving home at that point is a real one. Bro, Cody fucked me on that trip because on the way back, I, don't, well, I only went to Louisiana or Bourbon Street twice. And the second time, well, actually the first time we went, we're driving back and we wake up and we're just, oh my God, we're dead inside. Like, I want to kill myself. And Cody's like, hey, just take the first like two hours. I'm going to sleep and then we'll switch. And then you sleep for a couple hours, and then we'll just do that. It's like, all right, sounds good. Okay, you know, one hour passes, everyone in the car is asleep. Another hour passes, no commode. Everyone's like dead, like just fucking dead in the back of the car. Four hours pass. And someone finally wakes up, and they're like, hey, uh, can we go to the bathroom? I was like, yeah, sure. We pull over to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, Cody, your turn to drive. And he was like, listen, man, I don't really feel good. And I was like, me neither. And he was like, ah, yeah, you want to keep driving? I was like, no. He's like, ah, keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I, Cody. I ended up driving the entire way home, hungover, and just dying the entire way. I wanted to kill myself. So the second time I went to New Orleans, on the way we get there, we were there for two nights. Second night, first night, blackout. Second night, blackout. I call my mom at 2 in the morning. At this point, I still fly for free. I'm like, mom, first flight out in the morning, what's the earliest flight? 
She goes, Carter, it's at 5.30 in the morning. I was like, cool, that's in two hours. Book it. <laughs> and so I flew for free, didn't go to sleep, got all my shit together while everyone's still passing out at the hotel room, got an Uber, went to the hotel, or went to the hotel, went to the, the airport, immediately went to find any amount of Bloody Mary mix I could find, got there, got on the plane, started chugging Bloody Marys. I was home in my bed in Denton by like 12 o'clock noon. They didn't get home until like three in the morning that night. And I was like, fuck Ooh. all of you. And it, it was beautiful. But, all right. I want to say thanks for coming on again on the podcast, Blake. We appreciate you. We appreciate your stories. This has been the bonus episode. Who knows if we're going to put something while I'm in Florida or not, because uh, the odds of me being trashed every day are very high. Um, but who fucking knows? You never, you never know. Hey, who knows? Maybe I am going to come over uh, and hang out with Nolan while y'all are gone. Because no one's going to help me move. Well, if you have any inclination on how to record a podcast, just do it and I'll upload it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Just to keep the train rolling. So, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been Carter and Blake. We'll talk to you guys later. See y'all.